tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. This, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. We are broadcasting live from my office. And this week, cigar prices are going up, and uh, one city is considering banning smoking on sidewalks. Of all uh, places. Oh, my God. And do we have even more bad news? Yes, we do. And Mr. Jonathan, uh, we'll save that for you. Uh, on the bright side, we have a 104-year-old cigar smoker celebrating his birthday this week. And I'll show you how to keep your cigars fresh in some fundamental humidor intel as we dig into the mailbag and share with you what the fans are thinking. And uh, maybe we're going to lose a few fans uh, after our reaction <laughs> from that. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week. Two Guys Smoke Shop, Salem, New Hampshire, Dave's office. High above the Two Guys Smoke Shop location. If you wanted to sit down and watch this show live and in person, you can't. The door is locked. That's it. Uh, We are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. And you can tune in right at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And, of course, let's not forget about our good friends at YouTube. You can watch the show afterwards on your iDevices. It's awesome, baby. Awesome. Uh, and, yes, I do smoke in the office. Yes, you do. I I, and I was, I was at your house on Thursday. Gorgeous house, by the way. And I smoke in my house. And we smoked everywhere. And, and we, were, we had our staff meeting uh, here at Two Guys Smoke Shop, uh, staff meeting, managers meeting. And uh, one of the managers, a new guy, Terry, said, uh, is it okay to smoke out here? Yes, Terry, it's okay to smoke out here. And then you go in the next room, is it, is it okay to smoke in here? Yeah, you can smoke anywhere. Cigars bought the house. Anywhere you want. It was great. 
That's it. So uh, someone's missing. Someone's missing. Where's Chuckles this morning? Chuck Morrison is uh, with the New England Patriots. Uh, big game tomorrow for the New England Patriots. If they win, they're in the Super Bowl. So uh, he had to fly out with them. Fly out? They the fly out. They fly out? Hang what on. Is? Did they fly out? Are they playing out there? They're playing out there, yes. Okay, so he has to fly Yeah. Out. So I guess he's, he's already gone. And um, we actually didn't go with the other producer. Another producer. We said, let's wing it. Let's see if Mr. Jonathan's got what it takes to actually do the dual role. Yeah. And uh, here we are. I'm a little nervous. Well, there's people on the chat box, right? They are. So they can hear us. Looking and sounding good, they're saying. Really? This is Lou Winsky. Okay. I wonder if that's some Lou sort of Winsky. cigar pun. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> so it's, we have audio. We have video. We had Sound that came in so far so good. Yeah, uh, I know this ain't gonna stay that way. So um, oh great, jinx me. But uh, yeah, New England Patriots, uh, big game for them. If they end up winning, it'll be in the Super Bowl, and and uh, we'll have uh, Chuck on next week. And Super Bowl will be in uh, New York, so it won't be that far. And I don't know if they just drive out there or what. It's on New York from Salem, New Hampshire, is about three and a half hours. So uh, I don't know if they if the team just buses it or what they. Do. I, don't, I don't know what the plan is. So anyway, we'll find out from Chuck anyway. But um, the big thing is, what are we, what are we smoking? All this right, um, we are gonna because we're in the office. I saw you rooting around over in your big humidor yeah. in the corner. Which on the uh, on the video, if you look all the way to Dave's right, just behind that chair, there is a huge chest humidor that we couldn't fit in the shot if I was going to be in the shot, right. which means. It doesn't get it doesn't, shot. It doesn't make the cut. <laughs> well, this is a – and what I tend to do is when somebody gives me a gift uh, of a box of cigars, and especially if they sign something on it or something, I put it away and I wait years before I end up smoking it. Usually I wait for them to come back. Yeah. And, you know, 10 years have passed or something, and I pull it out, and usually they're, oh, my God, do not open it. You've gone this far or something. And, hey, that's the time to do it when you have the person up there. Uh, this is a box of Padron 1926s, actually the first box production of, of 1926. 11-11-03, it's dated on there. Uh, to Dave and staff at Two Guys Smoke Shop, congratulations on uh, your 18th year in business. We're actually um, 29th this year. This will be 29. Um, from the Padron family, and everybody signed it. Very gracious of them to give it to me. And uh, just how long do you save things like this, you know? I think 11 years well, is, the, is perfect. The, the number that I hear is seven years is ideal. That's when a, a typical cigar peaks. What do you say about that? I say 11 years, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because here we go. All right. So this is, a, uh, this is the number two. If you guys know about the Padron 1926, 1926, 1926. This is the year Jose Orlando Padron was born. This is the fuller body blend. 1926 are the sizes, the four sizes oh. of the Padron 1926. The one, the I've nine. Been working, I've been working in your retail shops now for almost two years, and I didn't know that. Really? So this is the number two, and the number two has the point on it, like the Monte Cristo number two. Okay. So this is the number two, and here I'll, uh, for those that are watching on there, there's the uh, autographs on the boxes. And I, I tried when, when uh, George came up uh, and Orlando came up. I said, how about we light this up? Nope, they run out of the room. They, oh, they get wow. all nervous and they run out of the room. Nope, don't do it. Don't do it. 
Because they say that their cigars don't need to be aged, that they're perfect as they are, and you shouldn't age them, you should smoke them. And they're very good, but yeah. no. You get a Padron, and you sit on a box of Padrones for, I'd say, two or three years. You're, you're, you're going from remarkable to... Whatever the uh, level is beyond that. Right. Really yeah. unbelievable. Now, so, I, I typically, when we go to do the thing, we yeah. always say you should smell the foot and, yeah. and all that stuff. But I normally, when we have a cigar, I normally just go right to the cutting, maybe a little pre-light tasting, and then I'm off. Yeah. Now, Padron, when, when George was up, he said that he will bring people to the different places, the aging process of the tobacco, and he'll say, smell this. And everyone is very impressed when he gets to the level of honey. He smells the cigar, the tobacco, and it smells like honey. It's very sweet. It's very aromatic. And then he says, if you were to smoke that, it tastes like crap. And he brings him into the next room. Yeah, yeah. And this is the stuff that's been aged for many more years. And you smell that, and it smells very barnyardy. And he says, when you like that on fire, that's what you're looking for. That's going to have the sweet wonderfulness that you normally get in a Padron. So when you smell the foot of a cigar, the more barnyard, and I'm getting some barnyard out of this, the sweeter that smoke I, I'm, is going to be. I'm going to take my heads off for one second because what I'm smelling is the lunch they brought into us, which I said, <laughs> don't do that. But hang on. <laughs> he's, he's walking away. We're in a live show. He's walking away to go get lunch. All right. Oh, I see what he's doing. He's out of sight, out of mind. He's walking it into the back room. So what I was saying, anyways, I was sitting down with George. I wish I had pulled out the recorder for you guys and recorded it. Um, but the... The foot of the I cigar. Can't have the, I can't have the food around because that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, it's talking. I'm, I'm a fat guy. It's talking. <laughs> so but no, I smell it too. You and get I, that barnyard smell, and you know that this is going to be a very sweet cigar. And someone said, "Isn't there a 35 as well? What's with the 35?" There is a, a 40th. There's a 35th anniversary. There's the 40th, the 45th, the 46th. So those are anniversary years. And there will be a 19. There'll be a 50th anniversary this year, 2000. 14. Yes, and we I, are we are guessing that it's going to be Connecticut because the rumor is George was seen shopping in the fields of Connecticut. I have a little more intelligence than not. I have intelligence. I know <laughs> so, some more information than than some other people, but I'm sworn to secrecy okay. of, the, of the little I know, which isn't a hundred percent. I'm telling you that, that, that a that be. a rep walked into my office in Nashua and told me that. Uh, George Padron was seen walking the fields of Connecticut. Uh, and it, it is a rep that listens to the show. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to get anyone in trouble in case that person and the had rep, some And the reps in this area have Connecticut for a territory, yeah. so they're around there. And right, We're going we're to see them. I think we're going to know what pre- – I don't, I don't think they're going to really wait until the IPCPR trade show. I think they're ready to ready to say something. Good. Uh, so uh, hopefully that'll be any day hopefully now. Hopefully they let us buy it now. I would say they're having their national sales meeting, but they have no sales employees. staff. They have no sales <laughs> staff. They're a remarkable company. Absolutely. Uh, and, and nobody doesn't like them. So anyway, a little point on the end of the cigar, and it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Uh, Old Fart Freddy's checking in on the chat box. Oh, really? <laughs> for the first time ever. He figured out how to use a computer. 
other than the POS station. That's impressive. Well, listen, it's snowing out here in New Hampshire right now. Yeah, he's got nothing else going on. There's, there's no business. <laughs> there's no customers. You know, we have uh, three retail stores, and uh, I actually shut the, the, um, the TV off behind me, which I can see the stores and what's going on, or in this case, what's not going mm. on today. Uh, these guys are eating lunch, and uh, Freddie's w- uh, watching the show and chatting. But I'm going to give this cigar a little cut. Oh, yeah. A little little dense. It seems uh, a little tight. Now, you notice the band, this is 11 years old since they gave it to me. Again, they, they tend to use aged tobacco, roll the cigar aged using aged tobacco, and then ship the cigar out right then and there. But as the cigar sits around for 11 years, my friends, you'll notice the cigar shrinks a bit. Even though it's been in the humidity, perfect climate controlled ever since I received it 11 years ago. The band is still loose on the cigar. You see, I'm, I'm sliding it up and down on here. Uh, it's loose. It's loose. It shrunk a little bit uh, because of the age that it uh, ended up having. So, And no, uh, Padron doesn't put glue on there, um, these box press ones, because there's no cello, which we found out a couple weeks ago. They, don't, no they don't tap the, the band. Right. Yeah, right. Um, Okay, so uh, let's light the cigar, and this is, um, this is the Churchill. This is the Churchill for twenty four ninety nine. This is the one I have to lift a little. Yeah, there's uh, no double action on this bad boy. So you lift the hood of the car, basically. Yeah. You push down, and what we have is four flames that changes color. And you can see the flame red. on the camera there. It ends up turning red, which is great for outdoors. We're indoors right now. It's good for that too. Yeah. But but yeah, uh, if you were outside right now, it's snowing here in New England. If if it were if you were outside lighting your cigar, you could lose a blue flame on that white background real easy. Yeah, and this one you don't lose. And I'll tell you, these guys are turning out lighters, man. Yeah, inexpensive. Um, there's other lighter companies out there that offer uh, two-year warranties, lifetime warranties. But what I've noticed is those lighters come back. Yeah, over and over. These guys, they don't offer a thing. I mean, Two Guys Smoke Shop is always going to take care of you. You buy a lighter from us, you know, we'll take care of you reasonably. Uh, but I don't see returns on these. Yeah. Ian, how, how inexpensive is this? $24.99. $24.99, the Churchill. Four flames, uh, nice-looking, giant windows on all three sides. Not the fourth side where the handle is, but three sides. Big window. And if you notice in the bottom of it, bullet cutter built into the bottom of it also. Oh, yeah. So you got everything going on here for twenty four ninety nine. And uh, listen, I, I got one with a broken window uh, that somebody had brought in. And that's what I use. I don't know. It's over here somewhere. That's what I use here at the desk when I'm lighting a cigar. So, as predicted, you got barnyard on the foot. You got barnyard on the pre-light tasting. A little bit of sweetness. Uh, canned fruit sweetness on the pre-light and then now uh, it gets sweet it gets aromatic as it gets lit on fire canned fruit sweetness yeah <laughs> obviously obviously yeah it's good it's um i don't know marrying tobacco when, when you make a cigar you roll it into a cigar and you're using aged tobacco and it has different tastes as it sits there for a long period of time Something happens called marrying, and this is when the tobaccos kind of crisscross. Well, they decide they want to stop having sex with each other. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) When they they start basically looking and tasting alike. Okay, yeah. So there's a little, they start being like 
Uh, Old people start to look like their dog. Yeah. The tobacco yeah. starts to taste like the tobacco yeah. sitting right next to it. So that's what we have here. So uh, with that being said, uh, he was 95. 95, man. And he died too soon. Way he too was soon. a guest on one of our early shows. He called in. Uh, he called in on the uh, Eric Hansen show with uh, the first time we had Eric Hansen yes. on, uh, and Eric Hansen gave him a box of second growth cigars, which I never told him how much those cigars cost. Thirty-two dollars a stick at right. the time, and he smoked every single one. It was his daily cigar until they were gone, and then afterward, I saw him that summer, and I said. What did you think of those second growth cigars that Eric Hansen gave you? And he said, those were the best cigars I've ever smoked. I said, good, because they were 32 bucks a piece. He lost his mind. Oh, why didn't you tell me? I never would have smoked them. Right. And I said, well, exactly. at the time, he was 93. I said, Grandpa, you're 93 years old. There's every opportunity you have to live your life, you should be living it and not worrying about what something costs at this point. And except for how expensive cigars were, and, you know, as he's, as he's deciding, he, my uncle finally talked him into buying something in the $7, $8 range. In fact, uh, Hammer Sickle Icon, favorite cigar. Yeah. It's what I'm going to be bringing to uh, his going away party is what we're calling it. So uh, he passed away this past Tuesday. and This is Mr. Jonathan's grandfather. This is my grampy. Uh, who, uh, if you're just tuning in and you, you haven't caught some old shows where he actually did some walk-ons. Well, just walked right by the camera. <laughs> starts talking to Dave like he can hear him. Yeah. With the headphones on and stuff, <laughs> and he just goes. But what a nice man, and he smokes cigars every single day. And his, his mantra, basically, was to make somebody smile. Every single day, you should try to make someone smile. It costs you nothing, and you never know what that person, how much that person needed that joke or that smile or whatever it is. And uh, He sure did it, though. He walked into the room oh, and lit the place everybody, up. everybody, yeah. And he looked good. You know, how do you say he looked good for 95? But there's no way. Well, you picture someone 95 years old. Yeah. They're old, decrepit. They're in a wheelchair. They yeah. got a walker. He walked on his own. Toward the end, my brother and I were fortunate enough to have a, a cigar with him two weeks before he passed. And he told us, it's over. He said, I don't want to go on anymore. Wow. I want to go see your grandmother. I miss her. And it, it was like, okay, I guess this is it. And he didn't say anything, and we just sat there silently and just enjoyed each other's company and puffed away. And uh, two weeks later, uh, well, a week and a half later, he's he's in the hospital. My uncle had kind of freaked out a little bit, brought him there, had them run the battery of tests, and he looked at my Uncle Frank and said, I want to go home. That's where I'm going to die. And it was like, how do you argue with that? Yeah. So they took the tubes out, brought him home, and within two days, it was over. He knew. He knew, he knew what was going on. He knew. Everybody knew. Uh, those of us that didn't see him uh, recently, the siblings that were down there and his But his no children. sickness, no, no. nothing. What nothing. A, that's how I choose. Can, can I be yeah. that way? <laughs> well, you smoke cigars. And so, he, he smoked cigars, and he believed that it had no effect oh, on his. He, the story was that when he was 10 years old working in his father's tire shop, Talon's Tires in uh, Haverhill. Massachusetts graduated high school 60 years before I did from the same high school really from the same high same school teacher yeah. I doubt it I doubt that there might there might have been one teacher that could have crossed over really so he, oh I had your grandfather yeah really? exactly uh so at the age of 10 he's he's pulling stems or whatever on tires and the guy says to him would you like a cigarette and my great-grandfather said stepped in and said absolutely not 
My son will never smoke cigarettes. If you'd like to give him a cigar, that's okay. And this was what he believed from his, his father, <coughs> that there was nothing wrong with having a cigar. From your great-grandfather. Yeah, my great-grandfather. Who you never met. Correct. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather had children, <laughs> grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, and three great-great-great-grandchildren. Wow. Unbelievable. That's what you get for 95. The not, key well, is to live not 95 and, uh, and kids being born, you know, they're, they're having babies at 15 years old. Mm. So, uh, you know, that's a couple of generations. So this is that. your mother's dad. Correct. Yeah. And how long ago did his wife die? She died uh, today, in fact, is her 100th birthday. Oh, wow. Today. She was older than him. Older than him. She died 10 years ago. And you married older than you, too. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, she died 10 years ago. Give so she died 90. Yeah, at 90. And he died 95. Nice, you got that in you. Ho- hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, your mother's got to be feeling good. She's going to live a long life, that's for sure. Yeah. The, uh, the big life lesson that I learned from my grandfather had to do with doors. And uh, <laughs> at, at the age of seven, he had brought me to the mini races, the super modified races on a dirt track. And he's talking to me about how the dirt track works and where the motor is and all that stuff. So we go home. He bought me ice cream. He bought, brought me to the bathroom so I didn't have an accident. Really took care of me for the whole day. So we get home. And the thing that I would get yelled at all the time is leaving doors open. That was my dad's pet peeve. Do not leave the door open. Make sure that it shuts all the way. So I put two hands on my grandfather's Honda Accord door. And I wound up and slammed that thing as hard as I could to just really do a solid for my grampy. Make sure that door was closed and stayed shut. Yeah. Turns out it's his pet peeve, door slamming. No slamming doors. <laughs> so instead of kicking my butt like he should have, uh, he pulled me aside and actually wanted to know why I slammed the door because he knew I would never do anything to disrespect him ever. Yeah. Why did you slam that door? And I said, well, I wanted to make sure it was closed for you. And he said, well, if you slam doors, you always have to slam them. If you close them gentle, they'll always close them gentle. Watch this. And he opened up his door, and with one finger, he closed it all the way. And I have yet to slam another door. Every door I close as gentle as I can. How do you leave a room when you're aggravated? No, I still don't do it, man. Yeah? I just can't do it. So some of these gotta, things are embedded in you? you got to have uh, respect. So for today, <coughs> yes. if you have a libation with you, uh, today we're going to have a little, uh, a little toast to my grampy. He, he was drank, a uh, he drank scotch. scotch guy. So we will drink scotch. This is McAllen. smoke cigars. So we will smoke cigars. So I, I don't know much about scotch, but McAllen is the name I know. That's McAllen 12. Okay. They were out of 18. I wanted to get the 18 because that's what my uh, uncle had given me. But they were <coughs> out of 18. Okay. So to Grampy. To Grampy. He was a good man. I'm glad I got to meet him. Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is smooth. I have to get an acquired taste for scotch. I don't know. I've acquired a taste for it. Yeah. It didn't take that much. When right you, now I feel it right in my chest. Yeah, it burns well, a little. Yeah. But the key to not having the burn on your palate is retrohaling. So you inhale before you take a sip. You take a sip. You keep the air out of your palate. You swallow. You retrohale. Then you inhale through your mouth. And it opens it up rather than burn. Yeah. 
There's a little burn on my chest. There's a little there. burn. Yeah. <laughs> a little warmness. Yeah. You learned to like that, I guess. I guess. And this is, we're just drinking it neat. No ice, no nothing. Right. Is that the... Uh, that's how uh, That's how Grampy would have drank it. All right. Just straight up. And he drank. Yeah. Three fingers of scotch every single day. Wow. For the last 80 years. Wow. Yeah. And cigars every day. Six to eight Connecticut shade cigars a day. And... Wasn't wow. wasteful. I always suspected at the age of 10 that if I had asked my grandfather for a cigar, he would have given it to me. This was before I knew the story of how he had his first cigar when he was 10. Yeah. Even though my dad was dead set and still is dead set against tobacco consumption in, of any kind. Your dad? My dad. I know. And I never asked my grandfather because I didn't want to get him in trouble with my dad. But, but this is not his son. Right. Yeah. But I, I just knew for a fact. And my grampy would ask... If he could give us cookies, if he could give us ice cream, he would always check in with his kids to see about what he could do for the grandkids. And if the answer was no, it was no. You want to talk about a difficult man to use to get around a no? Ma says no. So you go to Grampy hoping he's going to say yes. And every time he goes back and asks her, she's like, I just told you no. Are you kidding me? Now you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to use your grandfather like that. I have a very strong cedary taste in this. Remember to sat in a box for 11 years. Uh, a cedar box, and it definitely brought on the cedar taste of, you know, I'm just going back to normal Padrones that I smoke, and I smoke Padrones yeah. often. Uh, normally, I don't get that. So what is the difference between that cigar and this cigar? Right off the bat is the cedary that is not going on. And some people don't care for that cedar taste. I happen to love it. Uh, there's a few cigars over the years that have stood out as having an exceptional cedar taste, and one of them is 2012's Camacho Liberty. Uh, and also 2007's Camacho Liberty. Yeah. Both in cedar coffins, both really strong cedar. This cigar wouldn't it wouldn't normally have that cedar flavor, right. like you're saying. But and we'll get into now it. We're, we're going to teach you about humidors today. We'll we'll get to that. And when we do that, we'll talk about uh, you know you hear humidors should always have cedary tastes and um, you know cedar lined humidors and stuff. And we'll get into that when we go. So, uh, but right now uh, it's time for this day in American classic history. This day in American Classic History brought to you by Alec Bradley, American Classic Cigars. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! You've heard of epic rap battles, and now it's time for the epic battle for this day in American Classic History. He's looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Versus Chuck. Game over, man. Game over. Making mountains move. Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. Brought to you by Alec Bradley. American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium-bodied blends of specially-aged Nicaraguan long-filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. And as we said earlier, Chuck Morrison is not with us today. He's uh, spending his time with the New England Patriots and going for the big bucks <coughs> and uh, leaving us hanging. But so far, so good, Mr. Jonathan. Thank you. Um, so how would we have a contest Mr. Jonathan versus nobody, and nobody would probably win. But I thought this time we would do it a little different. Guess the year, not the day. All right. Zero points if you get it wrong. 
zero points if you get it wrong. But I'm going to start with 20 points. Well, hang on a second. If I get it wrong, I only get one guess? No, you're gonna. I'm going to keep naming things that happened that year. And at any time, you stop and you make the guess. And if, if I'm you, wrong... You get zero points. If you're right... So you, I only get one guess. If you choose when you're going to do it. Would you like 20 points, 19, 18, 17, all the way down to one point? All right. So obviously the things are going to get easier. You're going to get more information as time is going to go on. I recommend you don't take it at guess number 20 unless you know, oh, I remember that. That happened that year. All right. <clears throat> so we'll start this way. <laughs> and you, you people can play along when you figure out you got the I think the I'm going to be here something. a while, so I'm just going to drink a little scotch while I'm listening. Uh, okay, for 20 points, Brian Gumble co-hosted his final Today Show on NBC TV. What year was that? Again, if you guess it wrong. That happened when I was in high school, so I've got it narrowed down. Okay. Uh, heart attack sends Frank Sinatra back to the hospital. That's throwing me off a little bit because I thought that <coughs> happened before I was in high school. Okay, Bill Cosby wins the People's Choice Awards. That's for 18 points. Bill Cosby wins the People's Choice Awards. That could be 80s. Sinatra could be <coughs> 80s. Okay, uh, for 17 points, O.J. Simpson found liable in the murders of Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson in the civil case. The O.J. jury's decision on $25 million in punitive damages. Got it. You want to go for 17 going points? For it. I'm going for it because we talked about that in my uh, Youth in the Law class in 1997. 1997. How many points do I get? Oh, 17 nice. points. Nice. Okay, so they would have went down to, uh, you know, lots of different things that uh, President Clinton bans federal funding for human cloning, WrestleMania 8 in Chicago, Married with Children's final episode, Mike Tyson is banned from boxing for biting Evander Holyfield's ear, South Park has their first episode aired, Lady Diana uh, dies, uh, Terry Nickel found guilty on manslaughter in the Oklahoma bombing, Jerry Seinfeld says this is the final season. Uh, Green Bay defeats the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, 35-21. to Titanic uh, movie comes out. Uh, John v Denver dies in Denver. Turns out the Rocky Mountain... Uh, <laughs> Rocky Mountain, Mountain High is not that great for flying. For, right. <laughs> uh, the Prince of Pop, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, has a baby named Prince Michael Jr. Didn't he also have a baby named Blanket? I'm not sure. I think the second one's name Ellen is Ellen Degenerate outs herself. Nice. No surprise to me on that one, but uh, the record of the year, you know what the record of the year was, 1997? Change the World by uh, oh, Eric, Eric Clapton. Clapton. So this day in American classic history, which turns out to be this year in American classic history, brought to you by American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley, American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium-bodied blends of specialty-aged Nicaraguan long filler. Celebrate today. Celebrate this year. Celebrate 1997 with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Nice, you got that going there on. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Chuck couldn't do that, huh? All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Grampy is gone at the age of 95, but a 104-year-old cigar smoker will carry the torch. 104-year-old cigar smoker celebrates his birthday this week. Uh, we'll tell you about that. Later, humidor maintenance, uh, and uh, we have uh, more bad news to share with you, uh, and we'll get to that. Um 
Dr. Marcosi says um, he needs to get something off his chest, and it's not cigars. Wait till you hear this. You're not going to believe it. Uh, we are riding solo. Gentleman Chuck Morrison is not here, but he will tune in. He right? was a gentleman, and he recorded a segment so, early. Uh, we're live in my office, high above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try our 15th anniversary cigar. This cigar is made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Rich Habano wrapper from Ecuador, Nicaraguan fillers from our farms in Condega, Esteli, and Jalapa. This cigar delivers a lot of flavor, richness, body, and some spice. I promise you, if you've never tried the 15th anniversary, it's going to deliver all the flavor you ever want in a great, rich cigar. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Attic Out. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. She's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are... Oh, yeah. So smooth. Oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But, oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy, and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. 
This well, is Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Gotta get dip on the United Cigar. Gotta get dip retailers. Gotta get dip radio network. Gotta get dip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting from my office high atop a Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Grampy is gone at 95, but we've got a 104-year-old carrying the torch, and we'll tell you all about him. He's a cigar smoker, and he's celebrating. I will tell you about him, and we have more bad news. We'll share with you with that, uh, but always some good news to go along with it. Uh, Do you have cigars drying out? Uh, We're going to show you how to bring them back with proper humidity maintenance. That and more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. That's right. So last week, Mr. Jonathan, uh, we had Jose Ramos from Don Benigno. Benigno. I have a problem with saying that name. You do. But Don Benigno. Benigno. Ben-ig-no. Benigno. 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 Uh, anyway, they were on uh, Loving That Cigar, by the way. Costa Rican Cigar. We're going we're gonna to talk about that in the next hour. Costa Rican Cigars. Um, but uh, after the show, you had talked with him during the show about your chess playing. Yes. And um, I had to stay late that night because you guys started a chess game that and, uh, uh, it needed... went on for a long time. Yeah, just went on and on and on. But he ended up winning at the end, which you know what? I could not be happier that I lost because the pressure's off. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I can go back to playing chess instead of being worried that my winning streak is going to be going on forever and because ever. Because it is over. Since the fourth grade, I've not lost a game of chess. And now it's over. It's over. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, it went on, and you guys were taking minutes. We are going to uh, invest in one of those clocks yeah. so that you don't uh, take forever because it was just going on oh, and on. Oh, brutal. Just, just make the, the, you know. I'll tell you this. I closed I had him. the store. Everybody laughed. I'm still standing there. He on was my... standing up, pacing back and forth. I had him on the ropes a couple of times. I made one stupid, stupid mistake with my night. That cost me the game. And you know what I love about that? 35 moves. I love that, that you made a mistake with your knight, and he saw that you made a mistake with your horsey. Yes. Which said he doesn't know what he's doing. He <laughs> yeah, called it absolutely. a horsey. He and abs- I laughed out loud, <laughs> and he still beat you. He absolutely <laughs> knew what he was doing. There is a certain move called en passant, which is French for impassing, and it's a, uh, it's a move where the person on defense – Moves his pawn up two places so he can't be taken by the pawn that will be next to him. And the, the ruling is that that pawn can now take him without actually going into his spot. He moves diagonal, takes the piece. Only someone who really is into chess knows about that move. So he knew it. He did it to me. Yeah. That was my test. I, I, did, I wasted one move and I made one mistake. The waste was to really test to see if he knew what he was doing. So I moved it up and he did it and he winked at me. Like, all right, ah. I see what you did there. Okay. And so I was like, all right. No kidding. All right. So so now ne- next time you go in and you oh, already it's, know. It's on like Donkey Kong yeah. next time, man. <laughs> I, don't mind, I don't mind losing, but it isn't going to happen twice. All right. Well, we, we certainly had a good few days with him. They introduced a new Maduro last week. Uh, very good. Costa Rica, man. We're going to get to it the next hour. Costa Rican cigars are on fire. I'll report to you some, some numbers and news, what's going on. But a lot of magazines and stuff, they're not giving any attention to it. Let me tell you, Nicaragua. I mean, well, this is look the – out. Uh, we Nicaragua. say it all the time, and, and there's, a, there's a guy that's going to have a complaint later about uh, how we did our uh, top ten uh, commandments. Yeah. And the – 
issue with magazines is they don't have the crystal ball that we have. How many times have you and I sat down and evaluated data to know if something was going to be a winner or a loser, predicted when it was going to be a winner a year before everybody else, and not for any other reason, not because you and I are good. It's because, well, we're good. We are good. (laughs) But that's not the reason that we were able to predict it. (laughs) We have the crystal ball. We can look at the data and extrapolate it out. As it's happening, because we're seeing as, listen, a cigar store buys a cigar. As far as the manufacturer knows, he's made the sale. Right. What is happening at the next level to the end user? So vital. And we know that information because we're retailers ourselves. So we're giving data as it's happening. We're probably three years ahead of the curve on Costa Rica uh, becoming what all the bloggers and all the uh, aficionado magazines, all that stuff, what they're going to be talking about. We're probably three years ahead of the curve on this one. Well, we'll see. This uh, is my educated guess. It's coming out big time anyway. So, uh, <clears throat> so I have these. Uh, I'm going to stand up right now, right? I can stand up and you still. You can stand up. You're good. I need a little here, cord I'll, here. I'll pull this up so you can see yourself on oh, okay. camera. Good. Right there. So uh, anyway, this is this is the box of Padron uh, from 11-11-03. So we got 11 years on that now. I'm going to put that cigar down. Here's a humidor that's here. Is that in the, in the camera? It is. It is. Uh, the humidor is a Davidoff humidor. So um, I, I use the Davidoff humidor. First off, that's what's in my, uh, on my desk. This is always there. It's not a prop for today. This is exactly where it sits. When somebody comes in the office, it o- opens up to them, actually. Yeah. And if uh, they Very wanna, gentlemanly of if, you. If they want a cigar, here it is. I also have a humidor. I don't know if that's on camera. That one's not on camera. All right. This is one that was made by Nick Perdomo uh, for me, and I usually fill it up with either Perdomo's or Garofalo cigars, which he makes for me, and that, that'll be only those type of cigars. The humidor you don't see beyond uh, here is a chest humidor that holds boxes of cigars. That's how I love to store cigars in the original boxes and keep them that way, let them marry within themselves instead of marrying with other right. things. Uh, we talked about how... A married couple, they become one another. Less interested in their sexual parts. So um, in this case, single cigars are going to marry within themselves in a regular humidor. Well, a regular humidor, you'll always hear over and over again that people will say, seed-aligned humidor, seed-aligned humidor, seed-aligned humidor. The guy that invented the desktop humidor was Zeno Davidoff. He invented it. And he did not believe in seed-aligned humidor. There was no such thing. As a, as a desktop line humidor. So he made a humidor exactly the way he wanted to make it, and he used finished wood in the inside of it. Like a mahogany right. or an oak or so, a cherry, so that's but what we, sealed. Right. And that's what we have inside here because what he didn't want to do is change the taste of the cigar at all from what it was. I happen to like a little cedar taste that I have inside myself. The, the aged Padron that we have here and say it tastes like a, a Padron taste, but it has a lot of cedar taste that normally is not there. Who made your chest humidor is a question coming from the chat box. <clears throat> that was Gurkha. That was a, a gift to a you? A gift. You hit the whatever the number of boxes club, whatever, and uh, they said. Kaiser Hensodia sent it to me, actually. Is he related to Kaiser Sose? No, he, he is not. Okay. But he had sent that to me, I'll tell you. Uh, I had not ordered anything, and a truck arrived, and it comes on a, it's big enough that it, you know, comes in pallet form, yeah. uh, and I had not ordered anything, and we actually refused it because 
geez, I got an order from um, Gurkha. Gurkha cigars, uh, a pallet full of stuff. And I said, That's nothing I is do. ordered. Yeah. No, refuse it. And then I got a call back from him. He says, I send you a gift and you refuse it? You know, there was no bill attached to or anything like that. I said, oh, I wasn't even there. And the guys didn't know what to do. And that was it. And it's I'm called sorry. plausible deniability, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and what he had to do is send it again. David doesn't it. throw anything away. He makes us do it. Yes, I do. So he hands us the paper and says, do with this whatever you want. And we go, what is it? Oh, that's trash. Okay, why don't you throw it away? I never throw anything away. Yeah, so I let Just him as throw it away. It's true. <clears throat> so I have to take the headphones off for one sec. All right, he's getting himself all set up with, uh, it looks like, uh, distilled water. Yeah. All right. So in this case, and, and you have the stuff that you, you go into a cigar store and you see the, the little bottle, and maybe it's $10 for a bottle of the stuff. That's a, a mixture of provolene glycol and distilled water. It's a 50-50 mix. And in the green foam humidifiers, that's actually what you should use. Uh, purified water, which is distilled water, so that those little holes inside don't clog up. That's why we're using distilled water, not regular tap water. And I would say to you, if you don't have distilled water, it's important to put water in no matter what. You've yes. got to keep them hydrated. So use regular water if you don't have it. Buy yourself a gallon of distilled water for 80 cents. It's enough forever. Yeah. And you'll have it, but short of saying, well, next week I'll get it, next week I'll get it, then just put regular tap water. It just means that green fluorofoam that's inside that um, lower-priced humidor you have is going to need to be replaced faster, faster. Than, it, than it normally but would. But the issue with those anyway is as soon as they get wet, that fluorofoam starts to break down the very second it gets wet. This is why it is not a long-term solution for flowers. When a florist does the flower thing, this is something that's going to die, and they're trying to keep the flowers alive a little bit longer. But that green fluorofoam is not going to last a long time in a moist environment. If you do have an inexpensive humidor, within the year you should be upgrading to something uh, that is a, a system with the beads or the gel that is going to last longer and be more efficient. Sorry right. to interrupt. No, that's all right. And I noticed uh, you're a good bartender. I, I put my empty glass down, and it just refilled itself. It's awesome. <laughs> So this is the humidifier from Davidoff, which is a truly unique system that you can't actually buy this. The only way to buy the system that's used inside the Davidoff humidor is to actually buy the Davidoff humidor, which, you know, started, say, in the $1,000 range, and they go up from there. Um, the whole key to this thing, remember, it's a sealed unit. It's not a um, seat-aligned humidor. Right is the humidification device that's on it. And I don't know actually what exactly it is because it costs, in, in this particular uh, situation, it's, I think, 2500 for this humidor. Yeah. I would love to saw this in half and see what's in it, but... There's no other way to get a replacement. Right. Can't get a replacement. We did sit down and did training with the guy from Davidoff on yep. the humidors. That is the only truly two-way system on the market which is two-way meaning if it needs humidity it's going to take it's going to give humidity if it needs to take humidity away it's going to actually take it away and now, absorb it the biggest sham in the cigar industry and you can block your ears if you'd like to david because i'm going to name names the boveda packs that swear that this pack that has no battery no system no energy can absorb moisture because they say oh this will keep your humidor at 62 percent or the ones that say 75 or or whatever, it's impossible. You cannot have a passive system that transfers energy back and forth in the form of humidity. Some people say, well, 
if your cell phone gets wet and you put rice in with the cell phone, doesn't that absorb the humidity? The answer is yes, but the rice isn't cooked. If you had cooked rice, moist rice, and you put that in with your cell phone, your cell phone would stay dead because you dropped in the toilet. It's wet on the inside. The rice is wet. There is no interaction between the wet rice and your cell phone. If it was dry rice, that's a different story. But if you're putting something dry in your humidor, you got a problem. What are those little things that when you when you buy something and it's got a little package and it tells you not to eat it, which they're very salty. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a little dry bead, right? It that, is a dry bead. That is meant to keep the, the so that take moisture away. Take moisture away. Only. But it's dry. Yeah. You cannot have a moist thing actively taking moisture out. It's impossible. Please whatever. You want to use a Boveda pack to keep your cigars moist, fine. But don't believe the hype that it says it can pull moisture away. It's it's actually impossible. But go ahead. I don't know if that's true. It's impossible. Yeah, okay. So their unit, they, they give you a little plastic bottle to actually put it in. And they, they ask, ask you, don't run it underwater or anything like that. You get it and you, you, you're basically pushing the water in. And it's got little, little uh, fins here on different places to do it. What I like about this is it's got a little reminder on it, which is a little dial. One dial that goes 1 to 12, meaning month, and the other one going 1 to 31, which is the day that you did it. So today, what's today? The 18th, January 18th. January 18th. I'm going to uh, put my dial on January 18th. I'm using this. I'm pushing it into the different spots and fill it as much as I can possibly get into it. When I see water starting coming out, I'm just going to give it a little shake. Uh, get the extra moisture off it that it didn't, isn't absorbing. And I'm going to see that 30 days from now, when I go into it, it's wintertime here in New England. Um, we have forced hot air that's in here, very dry. It's a dry environment. You can feel it in the back of your throat. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I know some of you, if you live somewhere some else. Use. Some of you guys. Yeah. You live somewhere else. You, you don't have to deal with the humidity as uh, the lack case, of humidity as bad as we have here. Austin Pruitt, who asked us to do this, he's, yes. a, he's a ute. He's ute. He's a ute. He looks young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this was an email that came, actually came from, uh, I think it was Facebook. It was Facebook. Yep. Yeah. Cigar Authority message. Thank you. And uh, we appreciate it, and that's why we're doing and it. And if we don't respond, by the way, to the messages. Where's Austin from? Arizona. Yes. Okay, so he's not dealing with forced hot air. He does have forced hot air, which yeah. is just coming from the, the sky. The hot air is being forced on him yeah. in his regular <laughs> environment. Uh, when you send us a message on Facebook, Facebook has changed the way pages work, and we don't get the message all the time in real time. It doesn't work like it used to, where I, I would get a notification on my phone through my regular Facebook. We actually have to go to the page ourselves to check to see if there's messages there. So we're kind of lazy about that. We do it every couple of weeks. So don't worry. We yeah. will get to your message, but... Yeah, we'll get to it. There's many ways to, to get us. I, I get things on Facebook. I just got one we'll talk about today that was actually on YouTube. Somebody messaged us on YouTube because they saw something they didn't like. So, uh, and, and listen, good or bad, we're going to bring it up. Yeah. If you don't like something we said, we're going to bring it up. We're going to tell you why you're wrong and we're right. Uh, we've got Nash... Nashho123 is asking about the accuracy of digital hygrometers. In my opinion, digital hy hygrometers is the way to go. Plus or minus 2%, which is fine. Yeah. Listen, 70-70, they say. I like my cigars a little drier than that. That's because I, do too. I talk too much, and cigars tend to go out. So if, if I had a cigar, it's say 65, 66, 68. Beautiful. 
um, I would say as low as 60. When you go into humidity over 72, um, and remember relative humidity relative to temperature is bad as um, too dry, too wet is going to make the cigar blow up. And, so, and oh, even worse than blow up is mold. Right. Create mold after 72. So 68 to 70, ideal. It goes down to 66. Don't freak out. That's beautiful, too. Yeah, too many customers have come in and said, oh, my humidity is down to 62. And I'm like, yeah, it's wintertime, man. Yeah. You're beautiful. actually lucky that you're above 60. So what do we got, about four ounces here? Yeah. Four ounces fit inside this. And I, I reset this dial to January 18th. And I'm going to put it in. And my humidor is ready. If I want, um, and I had a seed-aligned humidor, I would wet a cloth, a clean cloth, and I would wet down the inside the, of the, 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 the wood. wood. The reason why is because that wood is absorbent. And I just filled four ounces of moisture inside there, and the first place that moisture is going to go is directly to the wood. Yes, your humidity so in, the, in the wood is going to compete with the humidity in the cigars, and you'd rather not have that yeah. happen. So I don't say soak it up or something, but you're just going to kind of cheat a little bit. Damp cloth. Yeah, damp cloth, wipe it down just so it doesn't end up taking all the moisture you just put in and go to there. If you stay on top of it when you try to add moisture to the wood, it's already at 70% because that's the way you've been keeping it. So my humidor is actually ready. If I had a new humidor, I would do it the same exact way. If I have an old humidor, I, you know, especially at least once a year, I take every cigar out, wipe the thing down, clean well, it. Oh, you want to do inventory, too. You yeah. don't want to forget about something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is that. And the humidor is ready. It's loaded up. Put the cigars in. Do I have to wait till tomorrow to put the cigars in? No, it's ready to go. If I put too much moisture in the water or something, you want it to dry a little, you don't want to wet the cigar. But assuming you didn't create a puddle, you have some moisture... Yeah, put the cigars in. And you're good to go. There's little separators that are in humidors. You may want to put your naturals on one side, your Maduros on the other, your, your strong cigars on one side, your, your lighter cigars on the other. Remember the marrying thing that's going to go on in Cigars there? that are heavily influenced by cedar on one side and cigars that are not on the other. Yeah. There's lots of different ways to segregate your cigars, and it's legal. That's right. Segre legal segregation. So, I mean, those are basic things that you do there. Digital hygrometers, absolutely. Analog hygrometers, you can, you can calibrate them, and you do that with a salt and water. Uh, you just get a little bottle cap or something. You fill it with salt, and then you make it so the water just comes above the salt. It gets mushy enough that it, that it gets there. You put the, the, cali the uh, digital or the, or the analog hygrometer in a Ziploc bag along with that salt cap in there, and then you should actually have a 70% a, uh, humidity level at that point. You wait a day or so. When it isn't, there's a little screw in the back, and you turn it, and you force it there. Problem is, every time that moves because of that little spring, it's a cheap, cheap thing. That little spring moves. It's time to recalibrate, you know, yep. and usually they put the, the um, gauge on the lid of the humidor, so every time it goes up and down, you're bouncing it around. There are some that have it built into the front of it. I like that better, uh, but nothing better than, even if it has one, I look at an at a analog hygrometer basically as a um, decoration. Yeah. And get yourself a digital hygrometer, um, and that's it. A full hum humidor works better than an empty humidor. A full refrigerator, by the way, works better than an empty refrigerator. If, you've, if you had a pretty much emptied refrigerator and you filled it up with cans of soda, beer, or whatever, the refrigerator would operate much better. Yeah, you'd save on electricity. Right, because the 
the liquid in the, in the cans in there are going to keep everything cold. Same thing with your humidified cigars are going to keep your other cigars humidified. So it, that's a, it's a basic uh, one, two, three of, of how humidors work. We can get into crazy how um, humidity and temperature, um, you know, fears upon itself and, and what happens because it's relative, relative humidity. Um, the key is um, temperature. You don't want your cigars to get too warm. Um, it's going to raise the humidity level, which is going to create all kinds of problems, including mold. And worse than that, over 70 degrees temperature is going to create um, bugs, um, little beetles that will come out, hatched eggs. Will, you know, It's pretty gross what ends up happening. And I worry about that when it comes to mail ordering uh, cigars, especially in the summertime, and especially somebody in Arizona or something, that uh, you don't want your cigars really in a UPS truck for three, four, five days at, say, 120 degrees temperature. Scary, man. There's crazy stuff going on. You cut the cigar, you put the cigar in your mouth, and you put 280-degree temperature on the other end. And if there is anything inside that cigar... That's alive. It's going to start working its way the, to your mouth. Right, to the other, the other <laughs> direction. So humidity is important. Temperature is also important. And as we always say, uh, if you're able to buy your cigars at your brick-and-mortar store that is well humidified and climate-controlled, um, you go into a cigar store and it's very, very hot in that cigar store, that's not where I would buy my cigars. I want a cool cigar store. Not only cool. Yeah, it's uh, not, we're not just talking about Fonzie. Right. We're talking <laughs> temperature. Temperature. Uh, dry cigars, someone's asking on the chat box. Yeah. Uh, if you end up, uh, for example, I bought a box of cigars and I forgot it in my car. So I know if I light one of those bad boys up right now, it's going to be too dry for me to be able to uh, enjoy the cigar. It's going to taste a little goofy. So if I want to bring those cigars back, what I'm going to do is get a, a little water pillow. I'm going to get it a little bit moist, not too moist, so that there's some moisture in there. And I'm going to start off for a full week. I'm going to seal those cigars in a bag, separate from my regular cigars. And I'm going to bring the relative humidity up in those cigars up Slowly. closer to 60. And then the next week, I'm going to put more moisture in my little water pillow and try to get that to creep up closer to 70. It's going to take a couple of weeks, could take a month. You could even stretch it out as long as two months. And if you've got a cigar that you really want to take care of, let's say you had Padrones, you know, you're looking at a $20 stick, you really want to take your time bringing that thing up because you can expand the filler faster than what the binder is going to absorb that moisture and blow the binder right out. Yeah, and then it's over. So uh, that is it. Uh, just time flew on yeah, that segment anyway. Uh, but anyway, take care of your cigars. They will take care of you. Uh, we're smoking an 11-year-old Padron 1926 number two. Uh, it's the one with the point on it. And uh, thank you to the Padron family for gifting me this 11 years ago. And uh, awesome cigar. Uh, they're great to begin with, but a Padron cigar with a little bit of age on it goes from really, really good to spectacular. They always do. Um, when we come back, uh, we're still puffing away uh, after 104 years uh, celebrating the birthday of a guy that has 18 children and smokes cigars every day. Uh, we have an objection from uh, somebody who wrote to us on our Ten Not Commandments. Not just an objection, he vehemently objects. He vehemently objects, that's the whole key right there. Um, so uh, 
yeah, we're going to go there. We're going to get into it with, with him on that. Uh, bad news for cigar smokers, along with Old Fart Freddy. Uh, a minute with Lorraine from Fleur de Lorraine. We're going to get Debonair with Chuck Morrison, even though he's not here. And uh, we got something to get off our chest. Uh, Dr. Marcosi has something to get off his chest. Yes. Uh, and uh, a little bit on hydration, too. We'll, we'll continue uh, that. Boy, uh, it's not just your cigars that have to be hydrated. Your body needs proper hydration, too. And don't think that scotch is the way to do it. Yeah. We'll see. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, that and lots more. High atop, Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, broadcasting from my office here in Salem, New Hampshire, with the snow coming down like crazy. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking your first edition, Padron 1926 number 2, always remember to keep the lit end out of your mouth and I'd like to offer one more toast to my Grampy. Grampy. The greatest cigar smoker that I've ever met. To Grampy. To Grampy. We'll be right back, everybody. Cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw, and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. 
This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been burning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big groups, so make them feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Broadcasting high atop a two-guy smoke shop in Salem, New Hampshire. In my office, the snow is coming down. Oh, my and we God. Got, it's crazy. It's coming down. We got some bad news for cigar smokers, and we got some good news, too. So we'll share with you with that. Uh, this is show number 199. 99. Yeah. 199 shows, two hours. This is the second hour. My God. Num- hour number 399 starts right now on the Cigar Authority as we pe- prepare for next week. Yes. 200 shows, 400 hours. And the winner of the trip of a lifetime with the Cigar Authority. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, Dave's Office. Here in uh, tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, We are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You can tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. So when we do get, I should say finally, when we do finally get the videos up on YouTube... You get the alert. YouTube sends you a little email saying, hey. You get it. That's it. So uh, all you got to do is sign up for it, and then you know exactly when it comes in. So And we're, although we should probably do more, we struggle not spamming people. Like, when we don't want to be those those people. That's not what it's about. So I apologize for not being as in contact with you as, as maybe we could be. But I, for one, just don't like spam. Yeah. If you, if you you know we're out here. If you want to listen, you listen. Yeah. You listen when you want to. And if you didn't get to it this week, you get to it next week because they're out there on the CigarAuthority.com. All the broadcasts are on there, video and audio. Yeah, um, and after a while, we do dump um, the videos because they build up too much. Well, know. we're not dumping them anymore. Once they go on YouTube, oh, okay, they, they should be there forever. The only issue is that uh, the YouTube doesn't recognize that we've paid for licensing on the songs yes so, so we broadcast on radio stations therefore the licensing is paid for that the broadcast but they don't recognize that right. and then when so we, the issue is going to be we're going to we've we've got a producer of uh, like a music producer that works yeah. for sean yeah we're going to start getting bumpers from him and then uh, we'll be all set and we won't get to hear time is tight no we can still hear time i think time is tight is beyond the time that's okay oh once you once you get past so many years, thirty years or whatever, it becomes. Yeah, I uh, think it's a lot longer than that. I think we're gonna have to play Jimmy Crack Horn and things <laughs> like that. We're gonna have to be playing on there. I don't think it's songs from the sixties and seventies. And just for the record, yeah. I I did make it into Dave's music room. Yes, after you did. Everybody left. I'm sitting there pretending like what I want to do is talk about business, and then finally goes, "You want to go down and see it, don't you?" I'm like, "Yeah." So he brings me down, and we messed around with his turntables. You got some incredible stuff, man. Yeah. That's just good old music. And that's the stuff you kept. You got rid of a bunch yeah. of it. Yeah. And I wonder, I got rid of some stuff that maybe somebody got popular many, many years later and stuff. Yeah. But who, who cares? It's I have gone. way too much as it is. Way too much. 
So, uh, okay, it is time to uh, find a second cigar of the day. We're in the office, and this is what happens in my office. If you, if you ever come up, you visit or something, and, and come up come in my office, of course, I'm going to give you a cigar if you come up here. But what you're going to end up uh, having is something you, you know, and this is what I have all the time when a, uh, somebody comes up. I don't, I don't sit here and smoke them by myself, but if somebody came up, I'd pull something old out. And, and thank God I, I did this on some of these things. In 1990, in the 1990s, um, the first and hottest boutique cigar that, that was available during the, the cigar boom, and the cigar boom was, say, 1994, 95, 96, 97, the boom. Everybody was smoking cigars. It was the hottest thing to do. Well, the hottest boutique small company that was out there was out of Costa Rica, and his name was Tony Bahani, and he owned a company called Bahia. Now, I know maybe you're, you're looking out there and you see Bahias that still exist. This isn't the same product. It's the same band. It's the same everything. But it's not the same. It's a shell game. Is yeah, yeah. Is. The unfortunate thing is knowing so much about cigars, as we know. You know too uh, much. Yeah, and how much bull crap there is. Um, and I believe that there's crap from other animals as well mixed yeah. in there. It's not just bull. Yeah. But anyway, um, Tony Bahani got a factory together in Costa Rica. In Costa Rica, it cost more to do it and stuff, but the cigars were so unbelievable. Well, this was, um, I received from Tony, he, he had a, uh, uh, a Bahia Trinidad that he made a special size of, the A, which is a nine-inch cigar, so you need a big 18-inch Is leaf. A universal? Because there are other A's. For example, Padron A. Yes. Is a nine-inch cigar. Correct. So A is a size it's, like Toro. Yes. So if someone comes out with an A, you know this is the nine-inch, this is the bad one. Right, right. All right. Uh, How they, are we going to smoke that in an hour? We're not. We're going to have to keep smoking it as it goes on. But this, right. was, this was given to me in May of 1999. So we've got 15 years on this. Now, the magic of this cigar was the aroma of the cigar. We cut it, we cut it open before the show. The cellophane was on. I want to make sure it wasn't destroyed in any way and then beat it up as we opened up the box. And, and luckily enough, uh, it wasn't because it was totally sealed when we opened it up. But the aroma of this cigar, when you smell it, what are we listening to here? Oh, you'll see. It's the perfect song for this cigar. We'll see why in a moment. But this you is can the Bahia, Bahia Trinidad A. Here we go. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a peachy aroma to it. Even though this was 15 years ago, this is how it was 15 years ago. It had this aroma when you first opened it up. Oh, so yeah, that's incredible. He used an orange band that was on it, and uh, maybe and peaches do come from a can. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> So here it is, nine inches, and I would say uh, maybe a 48 ring gauge, 50. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Look at the length on that bad boy. Damn. So this is the Bahia Trinidad, 1999, autographed by Tony Bahani. I would say one of the, the, uh, the first boutique guys and going to Costa Rica where everything costs more that was over there. And um, it, it was really remarkable what, what, what he did. And if you actually smoke some early CAO cigars, early, early CAO cigars, when they became popular, and the reason they became popular was Costa Rica, because Tony Bahani was having them produced in Costa Rica no also. No kidding. 
the stuff coming out of Costa Rica in those days was fantastic, and the cigars coming out of Costa Rica today are fantastic. Um, the problem t- is they cost a little more than others because the labor rate's higher, it is. the importation they're, of the They're so much happier there as, as rollers. It's a real job. Yeah. So. I'm putting my Padron down off to the side here so it doesn't get mingled in and picked up or thrown away yes. because I'm going to continue smoking yes, we that are. later. So it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And with that, we will cut the Bahia Trinidad from 1999. Um, and they were using aged tobacco then, so who knows um, when that was. Nine-inch cigar, I always worry, and I'm going to make sure I got enough of a cut on this. Um, Nine-inch cigar, tight draw sometimes. A little tight. Nine-inch cigar, 15 years old. Shrunk a little bit. You see the band again on this? Mm Kind of loose. But it does have a peachy aroma 15 years later. I used to open these boxes and say, as soon as I cut it off. box? I would say yes. There's a, on the pre-light, man. There's some cedariness going on here. I would say yes. <laughs> Holy crap, Batman. <laughs> what? I don't get a chance to play with the chat box like I did when I was the producer before. Yeah. And I used to get a kick out of some of the stuff. And now I'm sitting here. And uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, I'll just paint a quick picture. Under On Dave's desk, he's got dual monitors, which he didn't want. But he has them now, and he loves them. So I've got, I'm looking at dual monitors, plus I have my MacBook because it was the only way I could get the show to work. Yeah. I couldn't use Dave's PC because, uh, well, let's face it, PCs are just like your vacuum cleaner at home. They suck. So I've got the, the dual monitors going on. I get the show up with the chat box on one of his monitors, and then I've got my laptop in front of it, and I'm sitting in the captain's chair. Yes. And Dave's sitting in where I usually sit when I pay him and a visit during the week. that's usually where I sit, but it's nice on the side. It is nice. Yeah. The weather's good over yeah, there. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like I have a good draw, although it's a long way to the end of the cigar. Nine inches and not all that thick. So we're going to use our Vertigo lighter, and I'm going to need it. This is a four-flame Vertigo called the Churchill. It has uh, three windows in it where you can see the large tank that Huge it has. Tank, man. It has a bullet cutter, which I didn't use. I used a regular straight guillotine. I need to open the cigar up. The beautiful thing about the cigar is as I light it, the, the flame turns red. What does that matter? The flame turns red. Why do you care what color the flame is? If you're smoking outdoors, this red flame really helps you out. You can see exactly where the end of the flame is. Well, you don't have a mustache. I've, I've got a mustache here, and if, if my mustache gets too long and I'm relighting the nub of a cigar, yeah, man, I've caught my mustache on fire before, and it smarts. Not only does it smart, but you look goofy for a little while with a burn in your mustache. Mustache fire. Can't have that. Mustache fire can write a song about it. My grandfather like yeah. always, always had a mustache. As far as you know. Every picture I've ever seen. Really? So is, that, is, is, the, is the wake going to be something like that with all the old pictures and remembering yeah, things? Yeah, a thing. My bro- it's funny to watch my brother and sister and myself all mourn in our own ways. I sat down and wrote, so if you want to read the full eulogy that I'll be reading, it's not depressing, I promise. Uh, it's on my website. He Mr. wants Jonathan you to celebrate. Is my DJ. Celebrate his life. Absolutely. So that's what I did. My brother sat down and started uh, composing new music, and he is playing his band at the after party, the going away party is what we're calling it. And my sister helped organize the entire thing. 
That's how she mourns. She dives right in and organizes. Sure. My brother gives his gift of music, and I sit down and I write. Uh, it's just interesting to watch everybody do their thing. My aunt, who's an artist, she drew this unbelievable picture of Grampy, which I'll probably use the picture uh, when I post the uh, the webcast. Nice. Nice. Hey, good man, and, and you, you're sending them out nice like you would like it. And mm. we're having a little uh, McAllen 12, and uh, I've had it filled up a few times already. I'm all warm and gooshy yeah, right now. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's good. And he, he was a good guy, man. He he, he was always uh, smiling on his face. And I knew, always. You got, he was the opposite of a grumpy old man. The opposite yes. of that. He was a happy old man. Happy to be alive, happy to have, li- have lived his life. And happy and old Happy man. to share any life's lessons that yeah. he had with you. Yeah. A little hard of hearing. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing I got from him is to never leave the house without your knife, which I did this morning. Son of a gun. Wow. After he said, <laughs> no kidding. Never, but never leave your house without a knife. Never leave your house without a How knife. How about a gun? Uh, Those that are listening to the broadcast, can you see it at all here? You can, yeah. Yeah. You got to look down here. Right at the very top up here. That's right my, behind my head. Yeah, is a um, fifty-round Thompson machine gun. That's a real deal up there. And uh, in my office, if you want to come up uh, and rob Make me, make sure you announce that you're coming, because otherwise you might get a. It's four thousand rounds in here, just in case. This is New Hampshire, <laughs> just in case. Why did you shoot them four thousand times? It's all the bullets. It's <laughs> <laughs> all the bullets I had. So. Uh, yeah, some folks were throwing some bullets uh, this week uh, in emails to us, and and I and I say that not in a negative way because I like it. If you don't like what you're hearing, let us know. As wrong as you are, we'll we'll talk about it. Try to explain ourselves so you can understand. Uh, we are the authority. We are correct. You are wrong, and um, we will. Nasty way to say <laughs> it. <laughs> no, Dave's it, obviously an angry drunk, folks. This is a a very important the. The Ten Commandments of Cigars, and believe me, there's a Ten Commandments of Cigars for cigar stores, and um, this is something I share. I sit on a, the, the glass you're, you're drinking out of, the IPCPR. They gave that to me after I finished my uh, first term with uh, on the board of directors of the IPCPR. Really see it on the camera. Sorry, anyway, um, yeah, I sit on the board of directors of IPCPR. Um, I sit on the board of directors of the TAA, Tobacconist Association of America, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers. I was the only retailer in the in the um, Cigar Association of America. You started United Cigar Retailers? Yeah, started a, a group of retailers to get together. And there is conduct to cigar retailers also. And I'm not going to bore you with what we have to do for you, the retailer. But listen, the only reason why we come to work is for you, the consumer. Absolutely. It's the only reason why we come in. So we have to be customer service. We have to uh, be as good as we can. But at the same time, we can't get run over by you either. The Ten Commandments of Cigars are for you, the consumer, and we have our own commandments that we have to abide by. Yeah, you're not going to come into a two-guy smoke shop or any reputable uh, establishment that is a purveyor of fine cigars and, and get a cigar that has not been kept in perfect humidity 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it, it shouldn't happen. And that's and, and one of go, our commandments. Yep, and if you go into cigar stores that uh, do type of thing, I say find a better cigar store. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, we got a letter from Ralph. We'll just say Ralph is his name. And um, following message submitted at the contact us part of the CigarAuthority.com, which is great. We see it every day. If you go on to the CigarAuthority.com, you hit contact us, we get the information right away. 
And uh, Ralph goes on to say, I have an objection to your Ten Commandments. I think there should be a caveat. First off, he says caveat. A caveat. You just got the bell, Ralph. Yeah. To the not bringing cigars into a shop commandment. So you have a problem with that, not bringing cigars that you purchase somewhere else into a cigar shop, that that's what they make a living doing. Uh, I defer to you guys, though, since you are the owners. Um, we, we own cigar stores. Even if I didn't own a cigar store, these are the commandments. I happen to own a cigar store, but and, I, and I'll get into that. As a member of a local brick-and-mortar retail shop, I am a member of a local brick-and-mortar shop. I don't know what that means. You're a member of it. You're a customer of a brick-and-mortar shop, whatever that is. Uh, I have a locker on the site, and I purchase lots of cigars, mostly by the box um, and mostly recommended by the owner. There are cigars out there that I would like to try that the owner does not have. I understand that. I would like to smoke these in the company of others in the shop that she has the same love of cigars I do. Hell, I usually bring extras to share if somebody is interested in trying something new. Oh, Ralph. Why am I breaking a commandment if I bring a cigar not available in my local brick-and-mortar shop, Ralph, from Arizona? Well, Ralph, if you go into a clam shack and you bring... That's a clam... Fried clam restaurant. Fried clam yeah. restaurant, yeah. You walk into this and you bring roast beef sandwiches for everyone at your table to try. And even if they order clams and you just don't eat the clams and everyone's eating the roast beef sandwich, would you think that that would be wrong in a restaurant? You are there at a cigar shop to support the cigar shop if you're hanging around the shop. If you go in and buy a cigar and you leave and that's it, but you're saying you have a locker in the shop, you take recommendations from the owner, you obviously know who he is, and you dare conduct business in his cigar shop by giving away free cigars to his customers in his shop, you give them free cigars. The only thing he sells. That's all he sells. What do you think happens to his business? It's he not sells fair. less cigars. It's not fair. By selling less cigars, his business goes down. By his business going down, and costs are going up no matter what. And God forbid. He goes out of business. Thanks to you, Ralph Marizona. You've actually put the guy out of business, and you actually didn't even know you did it. In order for you to even write this you are ignorant to business. You don't own your own business. You don't understand the that cost. May not be, that may not be the case because cigars, cigars, and the culture behind cigars sometimes is a little different than normal reality. Would you go into a restaurant? There's a restaurant across the street. And, and I go I in mean. and I bring a peanut butter sandwich. I bring actually six peanut butter sandwiches. And I bring one peanut butter sandwich for me. I sit at the table. I don't bother the, the waitress or anything. Don't bring me a glass of water or anything. I'm fine just where I am. But I am going to take a spot in the restaurant, which somebody else could be sitting here that was a paying customer. But I'm going to, and even though I eat there once a week anyway, but I'm going to go there this time with my own peanut butter sandwich. And not only am I going to do that, I brought six more. And before these guys order their order dessert, because they already ordered lunch, before they order dessert, I'm going to bring them a peanut butter sandwich too. Because they never had your peanut butter sandwich before. So you're going to eat your peanut butter sandwich. They say, wow, this peanut butter sandwich is in. The waitress comes over and says, you guys want dessert? No, I'm all set. I had a peanut butter sandwich for dessert that 
that uh, Ralph from Arizona was nice enough to give me. And this guy's business suffered because of you. This guy goes out of business. His family goes on welfare. He dies. <laughs> it's the family goes down the tubes. He's out of business. The family, it, it, you, they get divorced do because he have doesn't to have take money. It to there? It, who knows what ends up going on? And that's because you brought an extra cigar into the guy. It is a commandment. Yes, it is the Ten Commandments. It is the strongest commandment of all, I would say. Do not ever bring cigars you didn't buy from that cigar shop into the store. And don't ever. Give cigars not purchased from that cigar shop to other patrons in there. Let's assume they like the oh cigar. My, that's the worst part. So you give six cigars out to people that are there of a brand that this guy doesn't carry. Maybe he doesn't carry it because he can't carry it. Maybe it's a cigar brand that is sold at somebody else's store, and they protect that product in that, in that store and do not sell it to him. And these guys say, this is a great cigar. Where did you get it? Oh, I got it at so-and-so store 10 miles away. Hey, Ra- hey, Bill, the guy that owns the store, why don't you carry this cigar? It's really great. Uh, well, geez, they don't let me carry it. We love it. And you get in the car, you drive over to, to the other guy's cigar shop, you all buy a box of cigars, and this guy doesn't sell a cigar for a whole month on all six customers that you end up having. The answer is, don't even give a lot of thought to it, because obviously you haven't. Do not ever bring cigars from another store into a guy's cigar shop and smoke it in that shop ever if you care about that cigar shop. If you're looking to try to put them out of business, do it. And I would add to that and give it to everybody sitting around. That's what my competitor would do. Go into my cigar shop and hand everybody a cigar that he can't get at that store. Yeah. Because he would want to pull the customer out of there. But I wouldn't expect that from my customer. Also, a customer that would have a locker in my cigar shop. Well, and this is care enough about the, my cigar the, shop. The, the thing where it says you buy a cigar every time you come in, that one's a little flexible. If you buy a box and it's in your locker and you come in and you're smoking out of your locker from that box, I got no issue. You did. You bought enough cigars for you to go a couple of weeks and you want to be a box buyer and get the discount on the box. I got no problem with it. You can smoke from your box all you want. And you can hand out cigars from those cigars. And if you wanted to share those, you bought them from that shop. It's fair. It's fair. You got the discount, and you know what? If someone liked that cigar, you're actually doing me a solid as the manager of the shop or the owner because someone may like that cigar, and they can get it in my shop. I'm not saying you got to smoke only the stuff at your local brick and mortar. From that spot, maybe you've got a couple of different shops around and everyone carries a different selection and you like to go to both, but you really can't cross-pollinate. Not at all. And I would say that on the receiving end of it. Don't take cigars you bought from my store and go into somebody else's store. You're embarrassing me. Say it's my private label brand and you go to my competitor or my private label brand and sit in his lounge. I, as the owner of the other store, am embarrassed that you did that. Please, smoke it at your house with your friends or whatever you want to do. Or smoke it in his store. Oh, but you bought it online. Well, smoke it next to your computer at your house. Because that's your online buddy. Stay with him. Do not, listen, the day is going to come that that store is going to be gone. And it's going to be gone because of people like you and the action that you took. And this happening many, many times is enough to put somebody, a lot of cigar stores, and let me tell you, walking the line. We're just getting through a tough, tough year. We're walking the line. We're just getting by, and it's moves like this. It's actions to take like this of ignorant in a good way. You know, it's you don't understand. Right. Because we said it, 
and I and I'm sure you you don't mean harm for you to even say this. Geez, I don't see what the problem is. Hopefully, this is a, brought some vision to you and look up and say, "Wow, I didn't realize it was that important." It is. Every single customer is important to me. Every single sale is important to me. Right now, it is snowing out like you you can't believe. I got three retail shops going. I got 18 employees working. We're not making any money. Every single sale today matters. Every five dollar cigar that it ends up helping. Yeah. If there's six guys and you handed everybody a cigar to be a nice guy, you may be a nice guy to them. There may be some guys and they're embarrassed. They're taking a the cigar from you anyway, but they're embarrassed to do it and say, "Oh my God, I'm taking a cigar from in Dave's store from somebody else of a product he doesn't do it." And then go ahead, light it up. I want to know what you think of it. Oh, uh, it's good. You know, and the guy's kind of embarrassed to even. Dave walks by him and say, hey, guys, what are you smoking? Oh, I'm smoking the such and such that's not carried by you. He would be so embarrassed. Yeah. And, and, and Ralph, you're doing it. You don't even know what, what you're doing. It is the Ten Commandment. It's the number one commandment. It's the mo- most important one. The most important one. And I hear it. Uh, we, we had uh, two cigar shops go out of business in Boston yep. this year. It's January. Two cigar shops are closed. They're out of business. And this is why. This is what happened. You guys were in Arizona. You got cigar shops hanging by a thread. I know, especially in the Phoenix area, you got lots of cigar shops hanging on a thread. There's so much competition there. You go and taking a cigar from one store to another store, end up doing it. You're putting them out of business. So it is a big mistake. And that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And I try to say that with all due respects. As I say, it is... Uh, <laughs> well, I said with all due respect. That's so right. Can... So that's all that matters. But anyway, uh, I, I count it as ignorance. You didn't understand. And now you understand. You've heard it. Don't do it. Please. The salvation of the brick-and-mortar retailer lies on you, the consumer, whether they survive or not. And uh, please have some dignity. Have some debonairness uh, to you. And uh, do the right thing. It's important. Uh, keep them alive. Don't do that. It is not debonair at all. So while you are enjoying life to the fullest, it's important to be a gentleman. And how to be more debonair and more gentleman-like is Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. If a dinner party starts at 5 p.m., with dinner planned for 6 p.m., what time should a gentleman arrive? The debonair rule here is to arrive at least 15 minutes early to the cocktail party and always come prepared. Nothing shows class and respect more than bringing a small gift or gesture, a bottle of red wine, an easy appetizer or dessert, or of course, debonair cigars. This strategy can be likened to arriving at a scheduled appointment, wedding reception, or event at least 15 minutes early. In the dinner party example cited above, The cocktail hour is there to allow everyone time to arrive before dinner. Remember, a gentleman is never on time. He is always early. The Gentleman's Way is brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Are you debonair enough? I am. I'm always early. Always. You are always early. It's very important, and uh, I know I have uh, one employee that uh, said to me just the other day, 
they have nightmares of showing up to work late. Good. Nightmares. And that was my answer. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, I don't think it's healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get a new job. Right. It's very important to be uh, on time, and on time means about 15 minutes early. Uh, this uh, fashionably late thing, I guess this is for the West Coast because it sure ain't happening up here and it ain't sure it happening in, in uh, <laughs> these. Give me another glass of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're smoking the Bahia Trinidad. This is from 1999. Uh, Tony Bahani, he was uh, one of the uh, original boutique guys that was out there and um, something terribly went wrong with, uh, with that company over the years. But let me tell you, in its day, it was uh, the bomb, huh? Yeah, it's it, phenomenal. No flavoring, but it had this peachy thing. I don't know if it was something to do with the Costa Rican tobacco that ended up having that, but uh, great cigar anyway. It's time to take a look in social media. Social media brought to you by our friends at Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. Okay, so these are the best tweets I saw. All week. Bitchcraft. The art of pissing people off while smiling sweetly. Heavenly, heavily medicated for your safety. That would be Mr. Jonathan. I like cats. I just can't eat a whole one by myself. <laughs> I know that pisses off the cat lovers out there. <laughs> If first you can't succeed, failure might be your thing. And the best tweet I saw all week, alcohol. Because no good story starts with, so this time I was eating a salad and <laughs> it was alcohol. Today's social media brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Rolled N2 bar, the old Cuban way for a perfect, endless draw every time. I'm getting a little buzzed. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Getting a little buzzed. This is the whole key to Grampy keeping everyone happy, yeah. making them smile. I got a mess here. Loaded. I knocked knock my ash <laughs> off, and uh, yeah, that was it. So um, <clears throat> what else we got? We Grant? got the Diamond Crown Experience, which. Oh, uh, this is it. Next week? January 25th, which is next, next week, week that we make this the This is your last chance. This is it, man. So the Diamond Crown Experience, for those that don't know, you and a guest will join. Myself, Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, for a special taping of the Cigar Authority program during a three-day, two-night cigar smoking experience you will never forget. It includes first trip, round trip, EFF for two, from Boston to Tampa. So if you end up winning and you're from Arizona, um, <laughs> what, where am I going with that? No, Rudy. Oh. <laughs> Rudy. Never seen Dave go on such a diatribe, and then Rudy says, I don't think it's just the scotch. I've seen it a lot. Really? I love it because he uh, doesn't put a cap on his passion, which is Listen, true. I'm passionate. I'm Mostly passionate. it happens when he talks politics. Listen, I'm going to be fine. We're, we're a thriving retail store that's been around for, for 29 years now. We're going to be fine. I really worry about the brick-and-mortar stores out there. They, they're dying. They're, getting, they're in big, big trouble, and you're going to have no place to go. Every cigar you're going to have to smoke somewhere else because yep. you're not going to have that place. Please support them or you're going to be sorry. I'm going to be sorry because I'll be retired and I'll be looking for a cigar store to hang out. And uh, Nasho123 drinking a, a, uh, a glass of Balavane oh. or Balavani 12-year double wood. Cheers to Grampy. Double wood. Come on, there's a joke there somewhere. 
It's going to be old fart Freddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the Diamond Crown experience is going to include first-class accommodations in Tampa, round-trip airfare for two, a tour of the J.C. Newman Cigar Museum, a tour of the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory, a tour and dinner at Burns Steakhouse in Florida, which includes cigars in the dessert room. I'm looking so forward to that. Uh, first-class seating for the Boston Bruins versus the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge at the arena. We're going to smoke cigars. We're going to watch a hockey game, or you're going to watch a hockey game. Me and Jonathan will be drinking scotch <laughs> and smoking cigars. Um, True story. Even cigars at Bobby Newman's home. So they're opening the doors to you and their family. Um, you're going to sit on the Cigar Authority show on Saturday, March 8th, live from Tampa, Florida, from the, the, the uh, factory where we're going to broadcast it. If you want to talk and jump in, great. If you feel like just sitting back, being quiet, do that. Mr. Jonathan. How long before Dave takes his shirt off? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, I'm swinging around my head. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody, I promise you. Well, the funny thing is they, they're about, they're a solid 30 seconds behind us, so they're hearing what happened 30 seconds ago, but the typing is dead on. It yeah. comes in immediately. That's okay. funny. Uh, beginning, uh, <laughs> beginning now, you can purchase uh, just three Diamond Crown cigars to get in. If you're listening to the show and you can't come to the store hey, and you're far away. Charlie Pateras yeah. from uh, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up, put three in. So next Saturday, we're going to broadcast the show, and during the show, we're going to reach into the bucket. We're going to pull out a winner. Um, That that person is going to join us along with whoever they want to take with them. bring a friend. Uh, Make sure they're not a douche. Yeah. Please. Please, uh, whoever wins, please, please, because it's (laughs) three days with them. I've been on one of these trips with the wrong person. I swear I'll stop showering. Yeah. (laughs) If, If the guy's in AH day one, it's over. You guys are all going to suffer. A-H. <laughs> so anyway, we look forward to that. So that music means uh, we're going to go to break, right? When we come back, O5 Freddy is back with us. George Thomas is 104 years old and still smoking cigars. We'll tell you about him. We're going to peek in the asylum. We've got some bad news to report and lots more. So hi atop of Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We're in my office, and this is the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, 
A shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do... I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. This is Jerry from Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Okay, we're buzzed. Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> you know you are. <laughs> Old Far Freddy is here, and uh, we'll check in with him as we prepare for our 200th show next week. 200 shows, 400 hours. We'll give away a trip of a lifetime, too. Welcome back, everybody, to Cigar Authority. It is snowing here in Salem, New Hampshire. Oh, my God. I think you have the night off. I might have. I'm a little disappointed about that. I like to work, but whatever. Yeah, and that was a night of dancing, dance teaching. Yeah, I'll be teaching a yeah. class in Chelmsford at Dance New England, and then I'm heading to Rhode Island. To support my friend Jen's dance uh, out in uh, North Providence, Rhode Island. Well, check with the uh, weather to see if this continues. If it continues, I'd say uh, it's probably, not happening. Yeah, I mean, you, happening. you see the uh, 
from uh, his ambulance coming by, police, fire, fire department, yeah, all kinds of stuff happens in this kind of weather. The problem is people forget how to drive in the snow. Yeah, and it snows all the time at this time of year. Yeah, you every just year. Deal with it. And they just uh, forget again. So here it is, the first snow of 2014. It is. Yeah. It certainly is. So George Thomas, 104 years old this week, still puffing away at his cigars at 104. George Thomas seems to be debunking the medical benefits that smoking kills as he continues to puff away on cigars, a habit he picked up 47 years ago. Uh, yes, man, Hang on. me still let me, smoke. Let me give this a try. Go ahead. Yes, man, me still smoke. <laughs> because he's from uh, Jamaica. I'm Jamaica, man, yeah. Uh, when my wife left me, that's when I started hard smoking. <laughs> Not right. hard drinking. He started hard smoking, uh, which was 47 well, years Well, he was ago. celebrating. You're right. He actually gets to have sex now. Yeah. Uh, Thompson stated that, well, you'll, you'll hear that he had plenty of that, uh, stated that he sat in his kitchen in Gren, Greenwich Town uh, last Wednesday, six days after celebrating his 104th birthday. Thompson insists that he only smokes tobacco and believes that smoking marijuana could be a killer. You see why uh, I might live so long? I don't mix myself with ganja. Well, he Just says, tobacco. Me not going to smoke ganja. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst accent ever. It We're going to have Terry do that it's one. <laughs> uh, now, uh, when I... When I smoke, when I feel like I want to smoke, he says, which is every day. He has fathered 18 children, oh my 13 God. girls, and five boys. That dude's got more estrogen running around that house. Yeah, he is a centurion. Centurion, this is what uh, you'll hear a lot of these words. These are cigar smokers who live over 100 years old. There's lots of them. Um, well, regular people could live 100 years old, too. It just doesn't I guess happen it's as possible. often. Yeah, it doesn't happen as often. <laughs> He's a lover of pork. Which he describes as his favorite meat. And he's never been sick for even one day in his 104 years. Never went to a doctor. Never visited a dentist. He loves me coffee. Well, four teeth I have in my head and bone crack them. I don't know what that means. He all the rest himself, of them, right? Me drag them out. Yeah. All of them. He sleeps comfortable. He eats everything. And I smoke cigars. Day after day, Pork, all the time. You don't dig on swine. I'm gonna start. And it's that is the second. That is the second person right there, giving the advice that pork is okay. And one of them was Nikolai Volkov, who I hold in very high regard. Okay, this is 2014. There's gonna be lots of changes with me. Pork, bacon, is, man. I'm not saying go get a pork chop. I'm saying bust out the bacon. It's got no. I think the opposite. A pork chop good. is probably better. Bacon is nothing. It doesn't have any it's good qualities salt. to it. It's salt. Fat. I like salt and fat. Can I have my fried whatever? Bacon. Fried bacon? Is this such well, a thing? Well, that's the only way to make bacon. You don't bake it. All right. Let's see what old Fafad Freddy has to say about that and whatever else he has to say. So back yeah. from the aging room, the number one cigar in the um, free, world. free world. Aging room. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better just like Aging Room Cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our Aging Room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, there is very little loyalty. There are way too many rats walking around telling on everyone. In my day, we covered for each other. In fact, when I served this great nation in the Civil War as a sergeant and some of my privates messed up on my watch, 
I took it on the chin from the lieutenant and handled my privates very privately, like a man. Nowadays, churches hire companies to polish their pipe organs. Oh, In God. my day, we all took turns buffing up the old pipe organ at church. Sometimes, when the pollen count was through the roof, it would take more than one person to buff the organ, but the extra work always paid off, and real men don't mind a little extra organ work. True. Nowadays, when a man is loaded up with stuff for his wife, he dumps it everywhere with little to no respect for feng shui. I don't like where this is going. In my day, big loads always went through the back door. This way, if the wife couldn't take it all, it didn't mess up the natural flow of energy around the house. Too far. Private handling, organ buffing, back door loading men. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar <sighs> even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco, Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged, some are not. The missus really hates those huge backdoor loads. She does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of exhausted after every old fat Freddy. Well, the that, clenching. Yeah. You know, the butt cheeks closing together. Yeah. It makes me nervous. Makes me nervous. Can't really trust a fart after Next that. Next week, our 200th show, 400 hours, 240,000 minutes of this ridiculous nonsense that goes on week after week. And we're going to give away a trip to the Diamond Crown uh, experience, we call it, and a uh, chance to be on the show and everything that goes along with it. Again, if you want to buy a few cigars to get in on it, please do so. If you're in our local area, I'd rather you come in as a, as a customer into the brick-and-mortar stores, buy a few cigars, get your entry in, and uh, Saturday, uh, next Saturday, a week from today, we will pull the winner. And we're going to broadcast that show. Is it, is it here in the office? Wherever you want to do it. I think it's here. I think yeah. that's what we have on the thing. Okay. Um, I like this. This you, is nice. You like this? It's relaxed. I'm in a comfy chair. Well, I figured in front of an audience with all the particulars you have to do regularly and be the producer at the same time, let me not have people interrupting you and walking over to you and asking you where things are. And, yeah. Uh, Grampy won't be doing <coughs> that anymore, though. He certainly won't be. And uh, you didn't like it when it was happening, but you'd love to have it happen oh, one man. more time. Absolutely. I remember yelling at my brother, like covering up my mic, going, can you please get him a cigar? And have them sit down someplace. Yeah. <laughs> Is that possible? Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, can we take a peek into the asylum, see what's going on uh, with uh, Asylum Cigars? Very hot right now. Very hot. Very hot. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. Ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80, that's right, that's Asylum. A holiday shopping date in Zizou, China. Turned ugly for one couple this past holiday season. Reports say the Tao Hizau, age 38, was shopping with his girlfriend for five full hours at a crowded international shopping center when he decided he had had enough. But when he tried to get her to leave, she demanded they stop at one more shoe store, resulting in a heated argument. I know he told this. her that she already had enough shoes, more shoes in fact than she could wear in a lifetime, and it was pointless to buy any more. An eyewitness was quoted as saying she started shouting at him, accusing him of being a cheapskate and spoiling Christmas. 
It was a really heated argument. After reviewing the mall security footage, Chinese authorities reported that Tao, who appeared very angry, threw the shopping bags before jumping over the almost five-foot-high railing. He landed on a cosmetic display seven floors below and died upon impact. The proverb here is, man who leap before he look have lots of making up to do. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. That's Asylum. Brought to you by That's a Asylum true story. Cigars. I know it is. Take Absolutely. no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. Coming to take me I don't away. like shopping as much They're as anybody else, but away. I'm not oh, jumping to my death seven floors for a pair of shoes. Yeah, I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think it was just the shoes that was the problem. I think it was her. Uh, she's <clears> gonna <throat> have to live with it because he's dead. Yeah. Uh, more bad news: statewide smoking ban uh, craze continues. Alabama, Mississippi joins Kentucky, Missouri with statewide smoking ban proposals in California. Uh, tries again for smoke-free housing. Price increases. Christian Aroa announced price increases on all his brands, like Aroa, CLE, except Asylum. Nice. So it's not going to happen with Asylum and Pure Soul. So uh, Asylum is the hot one. I'm glad he's not touching it, uh, but his prices go up February 1st. I say this to all the uh, consumers out there. Buy them up. Prices are going to go up. Also, prices going up on Oliva. On Series G, Series O, Connecticut, V, no increase on Nub, but the other ones are all going up. Altadis goes up on uh, all their products, Monte Cristo, Romeo and Juliet, and all the ones that they make, uh, as does Macanudo, La Gloria, Cohiba, all the general cigar products all going up. But worst of all, Ridgewood, New Jersey City Council considers a sidewalk smoking ban. That's right, a sidewalk smoking ban. Uh, Ridgewood, Connecticut, uh, weighing the pros and cons uh, of a request to prohibit smoking on public sidewalks. You think it's gone f further enough? No, they're continuing to do this, and they're going to keep rolling over cigar smokers, and the only place left to smoke the cigar is going to be the cigar store, which you're not going to bring cigars into. We're going to have to put in a sidewalk. It's unbelievable. You think the craziest things, it hasn't happened yet. But the proposal's going through, and as this stuff, craziness, asylum, crazy stuff happens, it continues, and before you know it, it crazy some of crazier. these things do. So it's getting crazier and crazier is right. So uh, be on the lookout, uh, and while we're on the lookout right now, let's take a minute with the Lorraine from Fleur de Lorraine Cigars. 50 years ago, scientist Kurt Richter did an experiment in his laboratory on rats and their behavior. He put his rats in a bowl of water with sides too high for the rats to climb out and water too deep for standing. All a rat could do was sink and drown or swim. That's right, sink or swim. He learned a rat could actually swim for over 24 hours and after the rat was exhausted and lost hope, it sunk to the bottom and drowned. Next, he took a sinking rat and removed it from the bowl when it stopped swimming, but before it actually drowned and died. Later, he subjected the same saved rats to the same experiment and found that the rats gave up and sunk to the bottom and drowned after a few minutes. 
even though we knew the rats could swim for over 24 hours. The rats were drowning while waiting for the help they were expecting. Now, let's take a look at the unemployed that are looking for us, the taxpayers, to bail them out and save them from sinking. I say, let them drown, because if we save them, they will only give up a lot faster next time while waiting for us to save them again. Sink or swim and stop waiting for us to help you or you're gonna die. This is Lorraine from Flor de Lorraine Cigars. Bold, rich, and spicy. Just the way I like it. Just the way she likes it. Just the way she likes it. Let him sink. That's what I say. That's a very risque viewpoint that she has there. There we go. So we're smoking the Bahia, Trinidad, from 1999, handed to me and signed by Tony Bahani, a true early pioneer of boutique cigar brands. And um, this is the A, a 9-inch cigar. Not very popular nowadays. People put them out as limited releases. This is, um, I would say, the step up or better than the Lancero. Because it's a thicker ring gauge. It is long and looks like it if you didn't have something yeah. next to it to say it, 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 the dimensions of it. But it becomes a thicker cigar and they have more, more draw, more taste. Well, <clears throat> flavor-wise, this is a flavor mashup between juicy fruit and trident cinnamon gum not dentine which stings a little bit more this is a mashup it's juicy fruit and maybe half a stick of trident with the paper <laughs> you absolutely have to have the paper or would you just lick the paper flavor of the week brought to you by and dedicated to my grampy Thank you, Grampy. Grampy. What was Grampy's name? Uh, Grampy. That's it? Yeah. Just like my name's Mr. Jonathan. All right. His name was Frank. Okay. Frank M. Talon. Because I called him Grampy also. We all do. Yeah? Yeah. Everybody okay. did. All right. Um, very few exceptions. His kids called him Dad, uh, but referred to him as Grampy whenever talking to grandkids, great-grandkids, or great-great-great-grandkids. But everybody that met him as an adult always called him Grampy. Oh, 95 years old, anyway. Um, so the real cigar of the year is coming out. We're just two weeks away from that. We know the answer now. We, we had the managers meeting this week. We know the answer to it. It's going to surprise some people. It is. It's going to piss off six people because there's seven contenders. Yeah, they, the they are all thing. great. And let me tell you, it came down to, um, well, I, I, I can't. I can't say it. But it came down to a certain um, fundamental reason why it was end up chosen, but everything was great. Wow, the cigars this year, um, last year, were fantastic. I'm looking forward to 2014 because if this is what they came out with 2013, another great year. Well, we'll expect a thousand trademarks came th out. Thousand new trademarks. The issue that I'm I'm wondering is, could this be the uh, sign for um, another boom? Like. We're always worried it's going to be the cigar apocalypse, that FDA is going to shut everything down. It's going to be bad. But with a 1,000 new trademarks. doesn't mean they're going to sell. It means they're going to produce a 1,000 trademarks, worrying about the FDA, and therefore have to have the trademark out. So little productions of small little things. I don't like it. I, I don't like And it's unfortunate that there is no, uh, you got big companies out there that have no choice but to do such a thing. Right. Um, I know I purchased a handful of trademarks, so you're going to see a few things from me. Uh, because I went into the historical uh, stuff that I wanted to make sure I grabbed 
hold of before nobody can get it. Nobody did take them, and they were sitting there, and I said, you know what, I'd hate the FDA, and these things would be gone forever. And I'll, I'll share that with you as we have these things, and I've been approved on them. Uh, but as uh, we have some samples or something, maybe we can tell the stories and, and share with people the um, the inception of, of taking a brand and where to go with it and yeah. where we're going to go. A uh, quick look at the contenders for 2013 Cigar of the Year, which is two weeks away. Next week is show 200. We are going to give away the Diamond Crown Experience. That's next week. We'll talk about uh, old shows and things that happen. I guess that's what we do with, with a, a 200 show. The following week is Super Bowl Saturday, the day before the Super Bowl. And one of these seven cigars are going to be the true cigar of the year. And we have lots of reasons why it's the real cigar of the year. Via Havana Corojo, which is uh, a Costa Rican cigar, much like the Costa Rican cigar we're smoking uh, right now. Asylum 13, which is the rocking cigar out there. Every brick-and-mortar cigar store will tell you Asylum is on fire out there. This is a big ring gauge. That's what happened last year. Hammer and Sickle Icon. This is blended by Hanky Kellner from Davidoff, from the Hammer and Sickle folks. Uh, very, very nice cigar at a great price. Perla Del Mar. Talk about great price. You're talking about the folks that put Brick House out, and you're talking about a great cigar for about 5 bucks. Actually, way underpriced. Bandolero. Another Costa Rican cigar from Nelson Alfonso. Out of Costa Rica. Um, no Costa Rican tobacco used on it, but a truly unique cigar that's going crazy here at our cigar shops anyway. Last year, Atabeta Cigar of the Year, Costa Rican. His Nelson Alfonso second shot at it. Bandolero, could he go two in a row? We'll see. Davidoff, Nicaraguan. Hey, everybody saw this one coming. It's on everybody's list of best cigars of the year. Davidoff Nicaraguan, the first Nicaraguan Puro actually made in the Dominican Republic, again by Hanky Kellner. Hanky's got two cigars in the, in the running for this. And Aging Room Havao, this is Boutique Blends. Cigar Aficionado said the number two cigar of the year is Aging Room, the number one cigar in the free world because they, they chose a Cuban cigar as their number one. Uh, could Aging Room be number one on our list too? That information just two weeks away. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. We Now that we know what the answer is, I'm not looking forward to the uh, calls from the six other contenders saying yeah. you blew it. Uh, the Aging Room guys are starting to use that line, by the way. They obviously listen to the show, the number one cigar in the free world. It is I the number one cigar that, in yeah. the free world. Good, good. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, next week, the Catalina, um, Catalina. Catalina Wine Mixer. It is the Catalina Wine Mixer. It is the 200th show. It is the big I show. I thought we reserved Catalina Wine Mixer for our anniversary, our anniversary show. It is our anniversary of our 200th show. It's 200th, but it's not the actual four-year anniversary. No, it is not. Uh, and, uh, but it's coming very soon. It is. So we're going to have two Catalina Wine Mixers this year. Okay, we're out of time. We're out of time. We uh, actually went a little over. Went a little over. So uh, uh, we, we got some stuff to save for next week, some good stuff to save for next week. Uh, we got to get it off our chest. And um, what else? Uh, Mark Marcosi's um, uh, hydration uh, tips and things like that. So we'll bring that on to next week. Hydration um, and, and things that you've been putting on your chest when you're sick that are actually making you sicker. But you know what? They're FDA approved, so it's okay. Beginning not to like the FDA. Beginning not to like them. Beginning. And they should and they should be there for us. So uh, 
Let me finish by saying, uh, Grampy, if you can, uh, if you're looking down, uh, I didn't know you all that well, but uh, you were a funny guy. 95 years old, you died too young, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, a little McCollins to you, to Grampy, a good man. Uh, Catalina Wine Mixer next week, 200th show. I can't believe it. Uh, we're also going to give away the Diamond Crown Experience with the Cigar Authority. A trip for three days, four days, three nights uh, with us. Uh, so the big show next week. Please join us for that. And as always, uh, it's a new year. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority, spending your time with us, and uh, having a few laughs or two and a good cigar. Uh, Padroni and Avasario. 11 years old, fantastic. 15 years old, Bahia Trinidad A, fantastic. Uh, looking forward to more great cigars as, the, as uh, the year goes on. Thank you, everybody, for listening today and every week to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Bahia Trinidad 15-year-old cigar, the size of, of it being A, from Tony Bahani, and you're drinking your Macallan 12 in honor of Grampy. Grampy! I want you to remember one thing that Grampy always told me. Keep the lid end out of your mouth, son. It doesn't belong there. See you next week, everybody. Bye. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie